This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Let's start by talking about the Pro Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, I mean, unless you really want to talk about the Pro Bowl, Corey, is obviously there were some doings transpiring yesterday with Kyrie. Oh, and you don't want to talk about the Pro Bowl? I mean, we definitely can. Or the fact that I accidentally sent a run sheet to Joe Trahan with the Cowboys. <laughs> nice. If you talk about the Pro Bowl, I'm going home and I'll see you at the airport in five hours. <laughs> Sorry, Joey, if you're wondering where your run sheet was, I accidentally sent it to the Dallas Cowboys, and they might be upset at their lack of representation on the show today. But what was your initial thought when you found out about the Kyrie deal yesterday? Crap. Or were you busy watching the new episode of Yellowstone? It was crazy with the spy balloon and stuff. You know, it was wild. Hold on, they had a spy balloon on Yellowstone. Yeah, it was over Montana. Did, did you, was that not Yellowstone? I don't watch Yellowstone anymore. Neither uh, do I. You told me to stop. You I said it's I terrible. Get, I think stop I might give up it. too. I think I might. Um, no. The first thing I saw it and I said, "Well, here we go." And I think that's, <laughs> I think yeah. that's like a very clear description of this is yeah. about to be a wild ride and like it can be, it can be a black. Last. Yeah. It, this could be an absolute joy to watch these two in a backcourt together doing their thing. But it can go wrong. It's teetering. You know those little things that you kind of hold like this and it balances on your fingertip uh-huh. or whatever? It's Are you like one of those. Like the Thanos pen where yeah. he's like, now we got to kill half it the people. In any direction on this. Any direction. The thing is, Mike, and somebody was like, oh, he has nowhere else to go. There are two other teams that wanted him still. Three, Three other teams that wanted him still. Plus. He, he's still a star, so teams will want him. He wants to for the next however many games. You know how many games there are, Mike. For however many games, he wants to ensure somebody out there that he's still worth it, right? Well, there's only three teams that have max out money, and I don't think he wants to go to Houston, San Antonio, or Detroit. Yeah. So it would have to be some sort of either taking a major discount, which I have been told, don't put it past Kyrie to just go to L.A. Uh, in the offseason for a number that you're like, wait a second, I thought you left Brooklyn because of this, and Dallas is offering you that. But he is that type of person that he will shock you in that way. I know that's in the future. No, I but- agree. But I like that's why sometimes when people are like, oh, Kyrie was going to do this or will do that, I'm like, are you sure though? Because yeah. I just I have no idea what so, he's gonna do. When I was in the batting cage with my boy and got a call from Spittle, and I actually just said I'll talk to him in a little bit. I had no clue what it was about. I thought it was about Super Bowl stuff, and I'm like, I'll talk to him in 15, 20 minutes when I'm done. And then I got a couple texts, and they're like, We got Kyrie, and I was like, Oh god. <laughs> like that was my first response, not in a good way or bad way, maybe more bad than good. But I'm like, all right, you know, let me try to get around on this. Let me get on Twitter here. And then they're like, Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, 2029 unprotected first round pick, two second round picks. And I was like, 
my God, did they play, pay a premium to get Kyrie, who I thought. You're only competing against Russell Westbrook, who Kevin Durant has said, under no circumstances will I ever <laughs> yeah. play with him again. Uh, which I'm like, I don't know how they pull this off in this situation. And then two first-round picks. And I'm like, but then I started seeing as the day went on what the other compensation was. And the Mavs were very competitive. It was a competitive market between the Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns, and the Mavs. Because the Suns were willing to do Chris Paul, Crowder, and unspecified draft picks, if I recall. And the Lakers were willing to do two first-round picks in the future. Right. Or the compensation I heard. Yeah. and and uh, un- But they wanted more. And, yeah. Um, the Clippers were going to give up Terrence Mann, uh, Luke Kennard, and a couple picks. Okay. Uh, and there might have been, and they said, and they said salary filler, which I don't know if that could have been like Robert Covington, somebody who's not really doing much for them anymore. Um, so I was like, God, that's a lot. You just traded your second and third best players. Not that they are stars; they're gr- really good role players. They really need to be your fourth and fifth players. But you, you put them ahead of Wood. I know the Mavericks do. Okay, yeah. So how about that? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It doesn't – I kind of get – I'm to the point with Christian Wood. I'm like, it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think as a fan. They don't want him here in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, it, at least, you know, it just feels that way. It feels like they're going to try their hardest they possibly can in the next three days to not have Christian Wood on this team Thursday night. That being said – I can see the positives. I don't want to sound all negative on this. I can see the positives. You literally just got a starting all-star player, a guy who I think any player in the NBA would say, this dude might be the most talented player in the NBA, more talented than Luka, more talented than John Morant. I know they're different body styles, but more talented than Jokic, maybe more talented than Giannis. He's a great shooter. But. Great shooter. And then there's about 30 butts that go with once you get to that point. And so I can see the Mavs now have the two-star system that you usually need to win a championship. They need a lot more to go with it. And I think that my opinion, I guess I'm getting more into this, but. I don't know in the next 72 hours you're going to get the championship team around these two guys to win it all this year, but I'm hoping and praying, and I see it as a miracle if it happens. I'll be honest. I will see this as a miracle if this happens, that Luka and Kyrie play 20-something games in the regular season together. It looks pretty darn good, and they're able to make at least, say, a playoff run where they win a playoff series, and you go, you know what? Those two are going to work out together. Now we just have to figure out how to get three or four other guys around them that can make this work for a championship. I do have uh, – how interested are you in Wednesday's game? I need if Luka he's to ready play. to – and I don't think I don't he's think he playing will in that one, right? Okay. Because yeah. he, he's, already been... he's not ruled out of Wednesday. He's ruled out tonight. Yeah, he is oh, ruled okay. out tonight, but I, well, I'm, they said we'll he see. might not be there. If Luca plays, oh my god! Like that's you, and and the opportunity to if if Kyrie decides he wants to play, that's where the, all the ifs come into play. We talked about this with the Rangers for many years. If you had to say if more than five times, you have some yeah. problems. But if he does decide to play, you you have scoring output that doesn't involve just Luca. Okay, and I'm glad that you brought that up, and this kind of fits with what you were talking about as well. I know I give him a bunch of crap, but Brad Townsend tweeted out the numbers that I was intrigued by is the combo of Luka, who's at 33.4 points per game, and Kyrie is 60.5 points per game. 
that would pass Tatum and Jalen Brown, who are at 58 points per game. And so my question to kind of go along with all of this, I like I know it's impossible in the long run, but if you just took out the headaches, do you think this is the best one-two combination? In the whole NBA? Yep. Scores 60, you said 60 points? If you're just talking about offense, then I'll go with you there. Defense, taking, I'm not, we're not going to win. we're taking out craziness and yeah. we're taking out health, well, I would probably Kawhi and Paul George. Okay. Uh, the other one, I'll go Tatum and Brown. So I have two. Now, I'm not crazy about Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, they are off the court as much or more than Kyrie Irving yeah, yeah, yeah. is. But I For mean, sure. you're making me take out everything on Kyrie's situation to make it sound like Kyrie's going to be a perfect soldier, uh, play great basketball. Then, yeah, they're in the conversation with, I would say, Tatum and Brown and Kawhi and Paul George. And I guess, I don't, you know, if we're going to take out health, I guess then LeBron and AD, if, if AD played 80 games. So the reason why I brought that up is. Do you think that has at least something to do with... It feels like fans are enthusiastic about this. Like, I I definitely yeah. see on Twitter, on fan text, like, I put up a poll for, like, an hour, got, I don't know, several hundred responses. It was 31% were against the deal, 69% were for it. Nice. It looks like early on, a lot of people are for it. I understand all the downfalls, but do you think that level of, like, stardom and offensive production is easy to hook people on. Yeah, and I think it's a name. I think sure. I think most people don't really follow the NBA that well, uh, especially like they follow the Cowboys and the NFL. So they just see Kyrie Irving and they're like, I don't know, I've seen five Maverick games all year. They played Brooklyn once. I mean, right. I know they played them two times. Early in the year when Steve Nash was still the coach and they're like, this is awesome. He's a starting all-star. I, yeah. just, I saw him. He just made the all-star team and, and he makes the all-star team all the time. And I think that from a very casual basketball standpoint, I think you're very excited about this. I'm interested to see what it's going to look oh like. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, but there's a lot. that, uh, that there's, there's just so much that comes with Kyrie, and I hope it works out. But I'm scared to death. As I said yesterday, as uh, Chris Arnold uh, was on with Alex yesterday, right? I, Alec, yeah. Alec, yeah. Alec Medford, yep. Thank you. Is that... I was on their show and I said, this is pretty much what you've done is somebody has told you, said, this is going to be the most fun you're ever going to have. And this is jumping off a cliff and you have a parachute on and you're like, I I'm scared of this. I've seen other people do this and they've died. Yeah. So what's the percentage I'm going to die? And they're like, listen, it might be great, but there is a 50% chance the parachute doesn't open and you just splat on the ground and die. And you're like, in, in sports. All right. Yeah, sports guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you're like, all right, so this is the this is the ride we're about to take with Kyrie. We're gonna jump off a cliff with a parachute that opens up 50% of the time. I is it 50? Well, it's been zero percent <laughs> in the end. But you're hoping that the parachute, at least it you have a fun ride for a miracle would be two and a half years for me. Yeah. What if, what if this run, what if the little playoff run here is the the most fun we get to have? No, look. Like if that's, the, that's how far I'm looking. I'm not looking to two years. I'm looking to this playoff run and that being it and the Mavs having cap space and being able to make some sort of trade next year. I don't, I don't know what their offseason plan is, but Nico made a move 
This is a bold, significant think, move, yeah. and the playoff run could be a very fun thing to watch. And we just went to the Western Conference Finals last year, and everybody was like, this team's not getting back to that point this year. I and was now part of that group, and for sure. And now with it being wide open, yeah. I mean, Steph being injured like changes things a lot. You think Denver just I has it no matter what? I think people underrate how freaking good Denver is, but well, I, now I you're hear good. you. Now you're good. You're comparable. On offense well. to that team. <laughs> yeah. You can put points in the bucket. No, you can. Like, that's what I, if I'm Luka, the only thing I'm doing, as soon as I see Kyrie walk through the doors, I'm saying, we get buckets around here. You ready? And let's go. So that's what's going to be fun. Like That's as think, far as I'm looking. I'm not looking any further than this playoff. Run. And I do think, Corey, we have to be careful on this because there's a lot of generalities about cap space. Because I watched the whole Tim McMahon podcast. He, he gets a little bit more specific into the – cap space because everybody started throwing out Tim McMahon said yeah uh, yes, max cap yes, space yes. that is not true even Tim McMahon didn't say the Mavs have max cap max cap space he's like they can get close to it and they'd have to make some other moves so the Mavs do not have if they let Kyrie Irving right. walk it's 21 million dollars usually max cap space is mid 30s yep when you want to get there so they would be pretty darn far away in my estimation because you're gonna have to try to dump Tim Hardaway Jr. or Davis Bertans for no contract. Which is what I was that's, hoping for. That's yeah. why I'm hoping right now you can move those guys. And probably I, probably Bertans is untradeable. But Tim Hardaway Jr., maybe you'd get lucky with somebody. And then now you're talking about if this totally doesn't work out, then you have a little bit of freedom to maybe do some things in the offseason. So I think a lot of people heard a quick quote didn't watch it's the on, podcast. It's on Twitter right here. If the Mavs Kyrie Union doesn't continue, comma, Dallas will have close to max salary yeah. cap space this summer. And then he said more sentences after that. that on oh, on Twitter? No. Oh, okay. On his on the podcast. Yeah. When you watch it and you listen to 45 minutes of a podcast, that's just what people do to us. Yeah. They take one sentence and then and then you go, well, wait, I talked for 10 minutes there. Yeah. Are you going to listen to the whole yeah, 10 but minutes? Even in, that, one... even in that tweet, he didn't say they right. will have Max. They will have close to Max. So that right. was, And then there's obviously more to follow there. You brought up the point, Corey, that I keep thinking about. And this incorporates, I think about Cleveland Kyrie and hitting like that unbelievable three. And then eventually it burns to the ground. And I keep thinking about that when you talk about a playoff run. I'm like... Yeah, okay. If it ended in a championship this year, next year, whenever, and then it all burned, I we got a championship. That's pretty amazing. I would prefer a championship and nothing bad happens, what, of course. What but if, what if, if you that's only get two rounds in to the playoff? I think Luka gets you two a round win at this point in his career. I really do. I, wow. I, I think that Luka's... You thought even before this trade, I want to make this clear, you were saying before this trade was made, the Mavericks were making it to the second round of the playoffs. Yes, I did. All right. And I think I think that like this could get you to the second round. You could lose there. Uh, like the, I, I still think this could get you to the Western Conference Finals again. And- you Again, Mike, I completely agree. We need rebounding. We need rim protection. We need a lot of other things down low. But these two guys get you to a point. Now, if that's it, is that good enough? Can I ask was you that how good, come, was that fun how enough? How come Kyrie couldn't do that in Brooklyn with Kevin Durant? They got swept last year in the playoffs. He didn't like where he was. I mean, as soon as he doesn't like where he is here, that could happen again. But you got a shorter amount of time for him to hate it. 
That's like you have enough time to maybe make him go, hey, this was fun for a bit. And then you can move on if that happens. But is that good enough if you only get two rounds in? Are you excited? Was it fun? You gave up so much for just one little run. The the only thing that would change, well, what would change my mind about that? Not the only thing is if they lost, but you saw the progression. Because I'm with you. Yeah, but he's saying then Kyrie just goes to L.A. and we're done. It's it's the whole trade's over now. If that's that's the case, that would indeed suck. I'm hoping. It could still be fun. I, I, I just think Kyrie is so unpredictable. I would love it if. Because I do think it's going to take a second for everyone to understand how their new roles are going to work. I would love it if you saw that progress. And sure, you lost in the second round, but you were like, whoo, look at us go. And then he's like, you know what? Maybe this is a place I want to be. I believe it was 2011, guys, when the Rangers were going to their second World Series. And although the outcome wasn't exactly what you wanted. True. Because Nelson Cruz missed that ball out in right field. I've rewatched the game. There were a lot of mistakes. Although that wasn't <laughs> what you, the ultimate outcome you wanted. Mm-hmm. Was it not fun? No, it was, it was super an fun. absolute blast. And if you told me that they were going to be really good the next year and then just not quit at the end, don't worry man, about that. Don't worry about super- that. Okay, That's, that I, is- I won't. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk with NBA insider and our best friend, I think, the White Mamba, Brian Scalabrini, next right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Right now on the line, our Odyssey NBA insider, Brian Scalabrini. How's it going, man? I should be asking you guys this question. I hope it's going well for you guys because I'm just not sure how it's going for the Mavericks at this point. And you know I root for the Mavericks. I like Luka and I like Jay Kidd. So are you guys doing okay? We're nervous. Very we're, nervous. We're going to have yeah, to. It's like, Isn't it like uh, you're not marrying this girl with no prenup, right? We kind of asked you for no prenup here. I'm not sure I'm doing that. I, I think we might spend most of the segment then asking each other questions because I'm looking at our texts and half the people are like, oh, my gosh, he's amazingly talented. True. This is the best player Lucas played with by a mile. And then the other half are, what's the expiration date? Let's burn it all this to the ground. Is, this is the best second player that's played in Dallas since Nash. Oh, I could see that. Okay. And I, I inherently think Kyrie Irving is more talented than Steve Nash. Like, I realize every not not meant to be a shot at Steve Nash, but do you view this with a show? Those two flow? guys get along, so it's fine. <laughs> Nash, and, Nash and Kyrie are good. Is, do you view this as inherently having a shelf life since I guess that's kind of been one of the MOs for Kyrie's career? I, I, I'm actually on the – first of all, I know that Jason Kidd, like Jason Kidd is a miracle worker. He made me an 11-year NBA player. He <laughs> does amazing things with people, right? So I, I can see why in his mind he can make this work, right? But in the basketball world where you need length, you need defense, you need shooting, you need players that can play on the ball, off the ball, and all that, and maybe they think 
Like, we have enough of that. We have enough two-way guys to center around these two. But typically, I just don't know if in the playoffs this thing is going to work because how are these guys not going to get exposed on the defensive end? And if you had an amazing, crazy rim protector, I'd say fine. Christian Wood at times has been okay, maybe maybe a little bit better than that. But I just defensively, I just don't see how – like this group is going to work hard enough defensively or those two guys in particular are going to work hard enough defensively that's going to allow you to win what I would consider what, like go to the finals, go to the Western Conference, uh, yeah. go to the Western Conference finals. I feel like that's going to be really tough. And one of my favorite players on the Mavs, you guys traded away. Like I thought Dorian Finney-Smith was like, you could name, I guess, 30 teams in the NBA and they would all want Dorian Finney-Smith. Would they want him as their number two, though? I don't like. Why do I don't think that that matters as much anymore? Okay. I know that it's like a like NBA goes in trends, and this, the Warriors won last year without having a number two. Who the hell was their number two? Clay Thompson was just coming back. Jordan Poole was up and down. Like I, I, I get it; those guys were accomplished, but you know, Steph Curry was amazing. You guys, I, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Jalen Brunson, but when you watch. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks beat the Phoenix Suns. You didn't necessarily have a number two guy out there, and you still got to the uh, conference finals. So, you know, w- with a guy like Luca who holds the ball so much, yeah. I'm not sure it's necessary to have a number two. If, like, let's keep it real. If Luca gets hurt during the playoffs, you're not going to win. And if Luca gets and can't play for 42 minutes and dominate, you're not going to win. So, what is the point of having a number two? I'd rather have multiple guys who can you know, defend, stretch the defense, move the ball, like sort of uh, do it by committee. I mean, the reality is you guys lost what I consider probably the perfect player in Jalen Brunson. And, you know, I don't know if Dallas is going to ever be able to make up for that mistake. Let's – Brian Scalabrini joining us right now. Brian, let's just kind of look at maybe – because we're having to do this too. We go back and forth on this. Let's try to look at the optimistic side, Brian. If you were to look at the optimistic side, maybe what Nico Harrison, what Michael Finley, what Mark Cuban and Jason Kidd kind of thought on, we are going to do this because the upside is what? Yeah, so the upside is like keeping Kyrie Irving on a on a one-year deal. He's been absolutely amazing these last two months. I mean, when I say amazing, he did, he did a 180. And NBA players, Usually they don't do a 180, but when it comes to playing all the time and committing and, and even his defense at times has been a lot better. So optimistically, if Kyrie Irving obviously has a ton to prove, you know, like, and the reason why he wanted out of Brooklyn is because they wouldn't give him a four-year, $200 million extension off of two good months. Like he played uh, good basketball for two months, played all the time and was great. And he wanted $200 million for that. So if I'm, if I'm the math, I'm looking at optimistically, you're, you got Kyrie Irving on his best behavior. So if you take that and you add it to Luca and you add like the romance period, like the very initial part of this, and each player is willing to sacrifice and, and for one another, because that's what it's going to take for Luca and Kyrie. Like they're both going to have to make concessions to their game. And you can find a way to defend the rim and, you know, def- and have enough defensive players out there to, to hold, you know, the Kawhi Leonard's, Paul George, the Murray's, the Jokic, and all those guys down, then there's your optimistically thinking with the West being wide open. So, but even if you guys do well, 
even if you do well, would you guys still think, okay, let's give Kyrie Irving four years, $200 million, knowing that <laughs> it could be the end of Luka Doncic somewhere down the road. So optimistically this year, and if you keep Kyrie on Irving on one-year deals and he's amazing like he has, has been the last two months, then there is a chance, especially this year. And when you say optimistically, it feels like you're like, but seriously, I don't think some of that stuff's going to happen, which I do get is – I, w- I was curious, obviously media folks talk a lot about perception and reality and everything. How prevalent is that in the NBA where, like, will people be like, hey, you know Kyrie's going to ditch this team eventually. Like, how much does that kind of gossip or whatever go across the players in the league? I think they talk about that kind of stuff, but I, I think they're really kind of self- self-focused on their own team and whatever Kyrie Irving does, that, like, he does it. I, but um, I, here's, a, here's a, a side of this that I wasn't – um, really thinking about until probably this morning, you know, I know Mark Cuban's not stupid and there has to be a sign and trade opportunity. If this thing were to go South, because remember he made the Rondo deal and he was like, man, that didn't, that just didn't work out for the Mavs. So he had to say like, okay, we've been through something like this before this off season could be an interesting time to kind of upgrade, I guess, uh, upgrade Spencer Dinwiddie. Maybe the, like right now, it seems like there are a lot of people that are interested in Kyrie. Let's say Kyrie plays extremely well because it's a contract year and he wants to. There could be some people that are interested in a sign and trade, but you just got to find the right people, a couple, you know, working in a few teams there and, and figuring that out. So optimistically, I would say Cuban has to think, well, if it doesn't work, I could do – I could – I always – because of the cap situation that the Mavs are in, they could probably move on Kyrie and maybe maybe upgrade their team in a different way than what they had with Dinwiddie and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. So, Brian, what we heard is is kind of that Luca did say, let's do this, that they ran it by him and he said, yes, I want Kyrie, even though I believe Dorian Finney-Smith is, was his best friend on the team. Um I, I'll ask you, do you think they ran this by Durant? It seems like they didn't. I don't know if Durant in the next 24 hours says, I'm not playing basketball anymore. Like, Can you give us the idea on where kind of Brooklyn is and then how tough it is maybe for a, a superstar to say, yeah, trade a couple of the guys that I really like for this better player? Yeah, so for the Luka thing first, like he's, it seems like a lot of people believe that you can, like talent is what wins. And you can work through all the other stuff. So I'm sure he believes that. And I believe, like, you know, Luca in his mind, who probably will eventually miss Dorian Finney-Smith because, you know, like, defensively, he's – I love that guy, right? So if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm, obviously I played against Finney-Smith. I have – like, from that standpoint, you have to think, well, with Kyrie Irving, it's been nothing but problems. Kyrie Irving played in, in four years with the Nets. He played in 52% of the games. Like, that – just think about that. Like, if you went to work 52% of the time and then you went to your boss and said, I want another four-year contract, it'd be a, it, you would have to be on some kind of world, flat earth type of world to even ask for something like that. So I wonder if Kevin Durant is maybe a little tired of it. And I will say this, like, I, I personally, personally, depend on what they do with Spencer Dinwiddie, depending on what they do with Dallas's 2029 pick in the second round, I, I really think that the Brooklyn Nets are going to be uh, active in the next all the way up until Thursday, 
and they could end up making another move, like an OG Ananobi or something like that. So if Kevin Durant and a bunch of long, athletic, tough guys, I would take that team over what I had with Kevin Durant and Kyrie. So maybe, like I never know what Kevin Durant's thinking, but maybe he's optimistic about it. For Luka, I think he's um, optimistically thinking that talent is the overall end-all, be-all, which I'm not sure it is. I've seen Kyrie in Boston. I've seen Kyrie in Brooklyn. I mean, what make, I've seen him in Cleveland. I know he won a championship, but at the end, it was pretty disastrous, and you heard some of the stories. I wonder at the end of this whole thing what it's going to be like with Kyrie in Dallas. Brian Scalabrini joined us here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. Mike was on Real GM or GM Generator or something like that last night. <laughs> uh-huh. And we got Pascal Siakam in a trade. Yes! Is that the next step for this team? They add Siakam, they have Kyrie and Luka, <laughs> and is that a championship? Hell yeah. Well, what, what were you giving up? Christian Wood? Yeah, it doesn't work. Well. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, more than anything, like, what's, do the Mavs have another move they should make that you would like them to see? Uh, yeah, I would get I would, try, I would try to get Dorian Finney-Smith. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> what we just said away. He would be, no, I just think, unless I'm missing something, don't, like, you have to have, like, defensive players to win in the playoffs. Like, look at the teams that win. They have, they have guys like that. Like, even the Warriors last year, I know you probably don't think of those guys, but Andrew Wiggins, they're not winning that series without Wiggins out there. Like, you have to have two-way players that can knock down shots and defend at a high, high, high clip. The ball skills of players nowadays are so off the charts. They're so sophisticated in the way that they get contact. If you can't defend, move your feet with length, like players are too good. They'll just shoot right over you. So I, I, I would think like maybe yeah, Pascal Siakam is amazing. OG Ananobi would probably be a better fit because he just like he's, he's a beast down there. Like he can, really, he can really guard. So I'd be looking at more players like that to surround with Luka. And if you, don't, if you were going to give up Christian Wood for somebody, then just be big across the board. Like Tyree – and Luca's obviously a pretty big guy, six nine and above, and and maybe you could figure out some different ways to switch and rebound at a high enough clip. As much as the NBA has talked about with the skilled players, it still comes down to defending the paint, defending the restricted area, and rebounding the basketball. If you can't do those things, you will not win. So when you guys are like, all oh, right, we got Kyrie and he's talented, that's great. There's no doubt that he is. But it always comes down to paint, restricted area, and rebounding the ball. So if they don't do that, they're not going to win. I don't care how good those two are. So, Brian, you mentioned Christian Wood a few times. I know that the Mavs are trying to trade him. The Mavs fans really like Christian Wood. We've liked what he's brought to the table as a Maverick, but we understand the coaching staff isn't crazy about his defense and other things. What do you hear around the league about Christian Wood and his – what he could bring back in a trade. Um, so I, I think that a good word to describe, I heard he works really hard. Like I heard he studies film. So hard work used to be like a good term that people use. But I think the term that you want to use is, does he have enough grit to win a championship? That's, that's like when you, when you think about it and you think about teams and they have these guys on their team, think about it, it's like, is he gritty enough to win a championship 
Is he gritty enough to, long, to play alongside Luka? And guys like that are, man, Luka can take 30 shots in a game. He's not going to pout about it, but he's going to defend. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. He's going to make big shots. He's going to make big plays. He's going to dive on the floor. Like, is he, is, does he have enough grit? So I don't think the NBA stamps Christian Wood as a guy who has enough grit to win a championship, but he has a, like, he's a good enough player, but he's not a difference maker. So I don't know if the Mavs feel the same way. Maybe the coaching staff does. Maybe the front office does, but I would, I would, I would use the grit test from here on out with Kyrie and Luca outside of those guys, which I think Luca has a lot of grit. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of Luca, but if they don't match up to that grit, that toughness, you're not going to beat Jokic. You're, you're not going to beat those guys. You're probably not going to be the health, healthy Clippers. There's some, you know, pretty good teams out there. Maybe you'll be Sacramento and those, you know, like the West is kind of open, but you got to have some serious grit to beat um, if you're if to win it to be in a championship conversation uh, alongside Kyrie and uh, Luka. And I'm not sure Christian Wood has that. Last thing I was curious about, especially since you just mentioned it, do you think it's Denver and the rest of the West? Do you put Memphis in that group? Do you potentially put the Clippers in that group? Like, how do you structure that? Memphis has been struggling lately, and yeah. they got all these problems. Like, you heard the story about John Moran and the and the laser. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what's going on over there. But um, when they're healthy, like Stephen Adams is out. It's amazing when you start losing games. How like you, all these problems start to occur. And like I told you before, like. No one mentions Steven Adams being out because they're always talking about the skill players, but it comes down to defending the paint, defending the restricted area, and rebounding the basketball. And when Steven Adams is there, they win. So if they're healthy, I would put them in that conversation. I don't know what to make of the Warriors. You saw the Steph Curry injury, so I don't know. He could be out for a long time. I have no idea. I know this. Last year, that team had a lot of grit. Their whole their whole thing was the haters are hating on us. Watch us like – now they won a championship, and they don't look anything like the same team they were last year. So I would say, and maybe even the Pelicans, I'm not sure when Zion's coming back. <laughs> he, or for he's how long, for like yeah. Month. Yeah, it's like, so I, it, a lot of that has to do with injuries and stuff like that. But if everyone is healthy, I got um, Denver, Memphis, Clippers, uh, Pelicans, and then probably uh, Golden State, Sacramento, like, you know, rounding out, obviously, Dallas, if they make some, you know, different moves, that's kind of how I round out the West. All right. Excellent insight. As always, so glad we got the chance to talk with you. We will catch up with you this time sooner rather than later. All right. Sounds good. See you. There you go. Our Odyssey NBA insider, Brian Scalabrini. He's excited for the Mavs, huh? I do not <laughs> believe that was. We got great. We got a Morris brother. Everything's gonna be fine. Yes. Marquis. We honestly might get the other one here pretty soon. Let's go. Man, I do you have to talk to Luke about that first? And you're like, you're cool with this, right? He's like, I'd rather him on my team than stepping on my ankle. You know, that is a good point. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next. Oh, yeah, we forgot about Neil Aquina. Let's switch it up just a little bit. How much is too much to pay for that sand? We'll talk about it next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. We're going to move away from Kyrie for just a minute, but I hope 
No, not the Mavericks. Our show. Okay, not I thought the he already Mavericks. got moved. I no. was like, wow, that was... aren't we 105.3 The Mav? Yeah. <laughs> you said that. Yeah, I did say that because I knew this was going to happen. Is That's not true. But if you were listening yesterday right here on The Fan, you knew all about it because Alec and CA were live. They had Mark Spears. They had an unending plethora, and Joey, and uh, an unending plethora of fan hosts and Joey did a great job representing us over the weekend, except he couldn't seal the deal. Oh, was the but he has a girlfriend. What are you Not, talking about? I meant you made it to the finals of Fan Bowl, right? I did. Nice. Which yeah. is a hell of a lot further than I made it. <laughs> yeah. And I lost to Ruben in the first round. <sighs> the things no, kept was, sliding off the table. I don't know why. It was the second round. Yeah, we take made, the Wade Phillips oh, win yeah, right. with the bye that's and right. everything. But we have to get, we'll talk more about Joey's performance at Fan Bowl when he beat two people back-to-back in the span of like, I don't know, 12 minutes. is pretty darn impressive. How much money is too much money to pay for sand? Well, Kevin, I don't know if you've ever been to Oxnard where they clearly shipped in Italian mm-hmm. sand. Mm-hmm. I made a joke once and Fish couldn't let it go. He was like, what are you talking about? Um... The so sand is expensive. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever purchased sand for like a playground, I free at not. the beach, or you can go to the beach. <laughs> can you, know you just what, take like buckets of like, sand from I can't the beach? Just go to the beach. Though. I can go to Galveston and I can put as much sand as I want in my truck and drive it back up here <laughs> How if much, I want. As much as you want, <laughs> or pretty as sure much that's as illegal. Truck yeah, as oh, illegal. Joey said that's illegal. I don't think you're allowed to do that. <laughs> Well, I feel like I take a whole bunch of sand into, like, the house we rent by accident. Yeah, yeah. I always come so, home. My flip-flops still have some sand in them. Um, sand is unlimitless. <laughs> okay. I, I think sand to, is cool. I tried to type in, can you take sand? And From what, a beach. What Google says is, can you take sandwiches on a plane? That is not what I want to know. What's the answer? Pretty oh. illegal, says Swaggy Booties. I don't know. This. I, don't know. I didn't click on the sandwiches thing. For the I sand- need to go see how many people are in prison for stealing <laughs> sand from the beach. Illegal, it says. Uh, pound. It's like jaywalking. I'm sorry. 44 pounds of all-purpose sand, 478 Like $4.78? $4.78. Oh, man. Okay. Well, so look. when your kid takes a bucket of sand from the beach and walks it to the apartment thing you're renting, which is 20 yards away, Lock they're like, up. you've just illegally taken sand. Just <laughs> throw $4.78 in quarters out there and be like, there you go, beach. <sighs> oh, my gosh. All right. That was a snap. So I want to go to cut number eight. Let's play this for just a second so you can understand why sand is such a hot commodity this right now. stole it. I uh, won't be long-winded. I think you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single point, one Corey. of you. That's a good point, I'm done with this. All right, you make a good point, Corey. Thank you, Corey. Tom, for all the memories. I'll is, never forget it. Yeah. That was too long. He said, I won't be long-winded. Just then be like, I'm retiring. See y'all later. Yeah, I went to a restaurant once when they were like, this is your birthday song. It isn't very long. And then they walked off. And I thought that was amazing. I did see a kid cry at that. All right. So I'm sure you've seen the news stories about the guy who looks like he's holding the sand hostage who's put this up on eBay. It's a jar of sand. He's going to prison. That's a good point. From the exact retirement spot. And it's bottled sand. It looks like a hostage thing. 
because he also put a copy of the paper out there. And so I was just waiting for like the sand to get nervous. Then to he talk put arrows at the buildings and he's like, yeah. this is the exact point that Tom Brady's butt was touching. Yes. When he made his retirement Yes, speech. with the Tom Brady thing. All right. You might be like, that's stupid. Which is, you're a moron if you bid on this. Yeah, because well, I think Tom probably was the one that was like, hey, I'm going to scoop up all this sand and we'll just move this part into there. That would be genius. I'll sell it myself. Now, I will point water. out <laughs> that eBay sometimes him. is the land of nonsense bids with people who have no intention of paying. Right now, this auction has 119 bids and is up to $99,900. However... That's just the beginning of the story. So before the Kyrie news broke, I worked on this yesterday and did some more investigation. There's another auction that says an empty jar that is not full of sand from Tom Brady's exact retirement spot. Opening bid, $25,000. What? Unfortunately, it has no bids yet. So I don't know if they need to put a best offer on there. But here's where it gets wild. I looked across eBay because I don't know how to spend my time properly. There are currently, now keep in mind, I think like none of them have any bids. There are currently 112 Tom Brady sand auction jars going for or trying to be bid for at least $1,000. Let's take that a step further. There are 26 auctions going on eBay as of yesterday, starting with an opening bid of at least $10,000. For Tom Brady, retirement beach sand. Now, keep in mind, I don't believe any of these have any bids, but it's a thing that's happening. We can happening. go fly to wherever he was at. Go fly to Tampa. Go find that spot and just start scooping up sand and then selling it if people actually want to buy this. For less than $10,000. Yeah, we, just, $10, yeah, so we just make it for $8,000. Man, that is a good point. And you Mike just, knows how eBay works. You just yeah. hope that you don't get caught. <laughs> Taxes and fees. Mm-hmm. Stealing the sand. Now, this reminds me, Corey. Wait, nobody cares. Oh, no, we ran out of sand. Nobody's ever said that at the beach. Why don't we, like, why do we even steal it? Why don't we just buy the $4 bag <laughs> and just use that and say, yeah, it's definitely that sand. Where is it? Is that at the Home Depot? Yeah. Or Lowe's? Okay. I guess I'm never looking. You know what? I was going to say I've never seen it there, but I'm never actively looking to it's buy bags of section. sand. It's in the outdoor okay. section where you're doing your gardening and stuff. Okay. I want to go to the beach that used to be a beach with sand. But they said, we gave it away for free, really messed it up, and now all we have is grass. What if you take sand to the beach, mm-hmm. drop the sand off, and then take sand with you? Will they be like, hey, that's not so, your sand? You can be like, I brought sand with me. Look, here's proof. Dumping Home Depot sand in yeah. Galveston. <laughs> so, so to you, this is an Indiana Jones yeah. type, type endeavor. You're like, hold on, and you're scooping it up, and you're like, hold on, and pouring it out with the sand in the jar. And can't you just go to the desert in Saudi Arabia or whatever and just go get that sand if you ran out of it on the beach? Oh, people took it from the beach. Okay, well, go to the places where they have deserts everywhere. We're literally going to Phoenix tomorrow I'm not familiar with Saudi Arabian laws. I will have to look into that. This reminds me of, remember when the Chicago Blackhawks won the cup or one of the times they won the cup? And they're like, hey, we took ice from our home ice from the championship. We'll send it to you. And it's melted, and so it's a vial of water. And I thought, that's 100% a guy standing at a sink, right? 
and just filling up all these little vials. Yes. And Don't like, say that, yes. Kevin, because I have ice from the Winter Classic. What? <laughs> so I hope it's not some guy from in front of his water, in front of his sink, just dipping it into the little holder. Okay. According so, to rd.com. then, Joey. You got the real ice. Of course I did. According to rd.com, it is illegal to take from beaches all over the world, and Saudi oh. Arabia is one of those places as well, so be careful. See, I think that Mike is you right. You can't take weapons, alcohol, narcotics, pork and port products, uh, pornography, mm-hmm. uh, distillery equipment, mm-hmm. retreaded or used tires, used huh. clothing, and certain sculptures, and there's a list of other things that are illegal as well. I think Mike is probably right in terms of it's technically against the law, but I would love to see a cop swoop in and be like, hey, are you trying to take that sand? Mm-hmm. Like, that I, feels yes, unlikely. That's all I want. Is, and I want him to do it in the desert in Arizona, too. At the Grand Canyon, no sand. You can't take that. Is there sand in the Grand Canyon? I yeah, I it looks somewhere. Yeah. Huge. It makes it makes <laughs> sense. It does make sense. Or is it just a big rock? I don't know. And also, since you brought it up, do you ever think about jaywalking? Like, do you ever think if All you're time. walking across the street and you're like, I shouldn't be doing yeah, this? Yeah, I'm always, I literally, every time I jaywalk, I'm like, I hope there isn't a cop around. I really do. I get nervous about it. Huh. So Dead if you serious. saw a cop, you'd be like, I need to stop. I would probably just lay down on the street and be like, I don't know what to do. Oh, oh, you caught God. me. Don't do that. Yeah, that feels wrong. So if you want to get in on this bid, there's... Do I go back to the side where I came from? Yeah. Like, no, I wasn't jaywalking. I just had to get something out of the street. Yes. Okay. Or you try to run into a crowd of people. Uh, is there six days left on this auction and two hours to be specific? And it's currently going for $99,000. So if you want to bid $100,000 or more for Tom Brady sand, go for it. The guy who's selling it, by the way, has four hundred and ninety. Positive feedback. So it's not just like some random person starting an eBay account. And so, you know, if you have lots of money and don't really care about spending it on something stupid, there you go. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, let's go back to the Mavs trade. Specifically, what are your thoughts about what the Mavs traded away? We'll discuss next right here in the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.